You've got work friends, you've got best friends, and now you've got ghoul friends. Hello and welcome to episode 71 of the Ghoul Friends podcast. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Celeste. And here we are. And this has been a whirlwind trying to get this recorded (laughs) because uh, do you want to tell them the story of what happened on Friday? I know. Well, we should have recorded yesterday, truly, but you know. Things happen. So we were three minutes into recording on Friday when I got a text on my phone that my coworker tested positive for COVID. <laughs> so I'm like, you need to go get tested for COVID. So that was terrifying. That was an awful experience. If you've ever had the COVID test done, they literally stuff a Q-tip up your nose and stab your brain and then twist it around and then pull your brain out. Mm-hmm. But I tested negative. So we're, we're good. Everything shouldn't is have it, but that was a... 10 that- out of 10 don't recommend. <laughs> Yeah, that took a little bit of a turn on Friday, and then um, we were going to record yesterday, mm-hmm. and uh, our neighbors decided to embark on a demolition project <laughs> of their house, so it was like cannons going off it all was. day. Well, he was sawing a metal shed in half. Literally. <laughs> did not know you could do that. You can. Yeah, he did. That was insane. But that was kind of an eye booger. It was it needed to be dealt with. So I'm glad they're working on it. But recording wise, it would have been nearly impossible. And we also, let's be honest, got hooked on the haunting of Bly Manor. All right, Jason, I got a bone to pick with you. (laughs) You told us to watch this show. You did not tell me I was losing a weekend to this show (laughs) because we we started it on Friday, I think. And we're done. Yeah, and we said, like, it, we're not going to watch it at night. Like, it's a daytime show because we get scared so easily. Yeah, we blasted through that whole thing last night. It was, like, 11 p.m. on Friday, and I was like, oh well, God. guess I'm not... It wasn't scary, though. It was creepy, and it was, like, a thriller. There were a, a few jump moments, mm-hmm. but, like, no. I would not say... And, listen, if our chicken little selves can watch yeah. it, you can watch it if you think you're going to get scared because it really wasn't. No, it wasn't scary. It was just creepy. It kind of reminded me, I'm not going to throw out any spoilers, because yeah. would highly recommend watching. Yeah, because some shit goes down. It is. But it had some, like, Inception vibes. It's not a something little you bit. could just have on in the background. Like, you definitely have to sit and You have attention. to be focused on yeah. it. Although, you didn't focus on it. Your eyes were closed half the time. That's yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I just don't like the jump scares that yeah. I really, and I feel like I know when they're coming, and I just, like... I, I don't like it. Yeah. I that's I've heard from now. I, I didn't watch the first season, which was Haunting of Hill House. Um, a lot of people love it. Apparently, I have heard it is terrifying, mm. um, and people have said it is way scarier than Bly. Okay. So that's what made me feel better about trying to watch Bly Manor. <laughs> Maybe we had a chance. <laughs> yeah, but I thought other, like aside from the scariness of it all, I thought the story was really well done. Yeah. And a lot of, they did a great job of kind of sprinkling things in and then mm-hmm. going back and tying them all together. Um, yeah. And it's going to make you boohoo because I boohooed like three quarters of the whole damn time. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I usually hate shows and movies that I cry at, yeah. but I did. I think twice I cried. Yeah. But it was good. It was, it was good. great. I highly you know, recommend. Usually I hate the endings mm-hmm. in, of shows and I, I liked that one. I like how they wrapped it up and. I liked it. I hated it. That I liked it, and I'm not spoiling anything, so you'll have to just go watch it, uh, just because I didn't get what I wanted to happen, <laughs> but um, I thought, I agree, I think it was well done, Yeah. Um, and I think they wrapped it up in a really good way. They did. Yeah. They did. So, thank you, Jason, for letting us, you know, consume our lives with a show. What are you looking at? Oh, it's a, 
What are you looking at? Do you at? see it on the floor? Well, I couldn't decide if it was a poop or what it was. But it's oh, a, it's a carrot. It's a carrot that Dennis loves. It's a petrified carrot. <laughs> I'm just very concerned on what that was. I'm sorry. But no, thank you, Jason. That was... That was a good recommendation. It was. I did not have high hopes for it. No. I you were pretty like, hesitant to watch it. And I just said, like, let's totally. do the first episode. It was, like, middle of the day, so I'm like, this is fine. And then yeah. after the first episode, I was like, next. <laughs> yep. We binged it. We did, but it does a good job. I feel like they have a lot of, I imagine in those kind of shows where it's one season Mm -hmm. only, um, I imagine that's a real challenge because you've got to tell a story from start to finish in like nine episodes. And I feel like they really did accomplish that. I don't think I walked away from it asking questions. Nope. Because you know, sometimes you finish a show and you're like, the fuck? Well, I (laughs) kind of was saying that at like episode seven. And uh-huh. then I feel like eight and nine wrapped everything. Really, so like, tied. I was like, "Oh, that's where that went, and that's mm-hmm. you know what happened." So, yeah, you finally got the backstory you needed. Yep. So, yeah, highly recommend. Yeah. Go watch it. Yeah, it was great. And that's all we've done. So, <laughs> I don't have any more updates? And update: Caitlin does not have COVID. And we watched Haunting of Bly Manor. <laughs> and now it is nine fifteen in the morning, and it is football day in this house. So yep. I said, "Get your ass up," and we're recording. Yes, because knock on wood, I mean, we're going to have a game pretty much at this point, but... Why did you have to speak those words? I just knocked on wood before I I said that. I don't give a shit. (laughs) Get the sage. I got to change my shirt now. (laughs) Caitlin gets very superstitious with these things. Very. I mean, I've had like three or four outfit changes before. Mm Mm-hmm. A lot of laundry. (laughs) A lot of laundry. Because I sweat pretty Yeah, I was going to say, it's not like it's clean at the end. I remember my old boss in Massachusetts, the mom of yeah. the little boys that I watched, Dr. Doolittle. Mm-hmm. She would come over with the kids, usually on Sundays. Like, we were friends. Or we yeah. are friends. Yep. Um, and I remember I told her, like, the first football Sunday, I'm like, you know, kids are there, so I won't be, like, cussing. Swearing. I, we could cuss a little bit in front of them. Like, that was yeah. pretty. Like, that was okay. That was fine. But, like, there's not, like, fuck you. and Yeah. Like, not dropping the big not, ones. Yeah. So I was just like, I'll keep it like tame and calm. And I was like, but I sweat a lot. And she's like, oh, okay. And like laugh. And then she comes and like, I had my spray like degree. And so I'm like, ah, screaming. And I was like, she's just, she's like, what? She's just coating herself in deodorant and screaming at the television. That's what Caitlin watching football looks like. Usually. It's embarrassing, but yes. Yes. Absolutely. Mm, Yes. But I do believe the game is on. Yes. The Patriots have had a little bit of a rough patch with COVID and. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, they have. But hopefully a good day of football today. Yeah, I hope so. Absolutely. And last week you're like, there's not a game. Like, what are we going to do today? And I'm like, oh, I'm still watching. We're watching all the other games. Eight (laughs) eight hours of football. (laughs) I'm like, great. I made a couple of big meals, though, this weekend. So yeah. we're having, what did you call it? Frozen food fiesta. Yeah. <laughs> We've just got a bunch of frozen shit in there. So I'm just going to heat it up and that's, that's what it. we're going to eat. It's yeah. going to be perfect. Got to clean out your freezer somehow, right? It's true. We did go on a little adventure yesterday. We did do oh, something. Oh, we did. We did do something. You're right. Yeah. Do you want to tell them? No way. So we went to see uh, the Angel Oak. Um, which, for those that don't know, it is a giant-ass oak tree in... It, no, it's not giant. It's, like... Man, like... It's, it's not even... doesn't even look real. It looks fake. It does. And it, the thing about it, what makes it special, is it's the... Is it the oldest tree in South Carolina? Or is it I believe it's South Carolina. I think South Carolina. Um, it is one of the biggest and oldest trees, I think, anywhere. It reminds me of the... In Disney World... Oh, like Animal Kingdom? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it's in Animal Kingdom. Yeah. I'm sure. 
but it's just like the size of the like branches are as thick as big oak trees. Yeah, I mean it's and they're huge. In and out of the ground. Look it up, Angel Oak. It's on Johns Island, South, South Carolina. Carolina. Um, it's about thirty minutes from us. Yeah, it's a little bit of a drive, but it's over four hundred years old. It's believed to be between four and five hundred years old, and yeah. the lifespan of an oak tree is usually around nine hundred years old. So we're right in the middle of its like life. Life. So it's old. Fun fact: my brother ate a piece of the bark. <laughs> my just... brother is very odd, <laughs> but he just wanted to say that he has eaten something over five hundred years old. Yeah. Also, fun fact: that's where Caitlin and I had one of our very first dates when we first started dating. I think it was our second date. Yeah, it was. And that is when there were red ants everywhere, and you're like. Fun fact, I'm like highly Deadly. allergic to red ants, and I have an EpiPen in case I get bit, and I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> And you're like, we're done, date over. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So yeah. we went and saw that. Um, it's great. You just drive over. It's free to go look at. Yep. Yeah. So we went in and saw that, and then we, um, you know, came back and had some lunch at our favorite taco spot in downtown Charleston, yep. Taco Boy. Yep. And yeah, it was good. We had a good morning. We did. Mm-hmm. And then we binge watched. And then we binge watched. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. All right. Where are we going? All right. Well, I have to tag Jason again. Okay. Because I don't think I had a chance to reply to his email. Okay. But Jason, you may be psychic, boo, because you predicted literally what this episode is going to be about. Oh, that's about. right. I forgot about that. We were just... We were talking about that just either yeah. yesterday or the day before. And it's funny because I think we had picked the topic before he sent the email. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll just go ahead and... Well, because another listener had recommended. Yes. This was more than one person has recommended this. Um, but we're talking about Edinburgh, Scotland today. Yeah. And that was what Jason had recommended when he emailed us. So I was like, oh my God, literally had that so raven moment and predicted <laughs> it. <laughs> well, you know, just... Two ghouls, one episode. Exactly. We're just killing two ghouls with one episode. Yeah. We're not going to kill the ghouls. We're not. Mm -mm. Okay. We're going to cover the ghouls. Yeah. All right. Well, we're not Bly, so. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Watch that show. It's really good. (laughs) (laughs) What a hot. It's too early for this. (laughs) Emotionally, I am not recovered from that show yet, so I'm just trying to work through my feelings. Is it Edinburgh? Okay. So I wish I had had a chance to ask him how you say it. You can probably Google it. I have to Google it. Always been made fun of as an American when I've said it as Edinburgh. I know that's not correct. I believe it is Edinburgh, but I could be wrong. Keep talking. Okay. I'm googling. <laughs> yeah, at least that's you know I've been I've been to Edinburgh before. Edinburgh. Edinburgh. You're right. Oh hey. Edinburgh. 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 According to YouTube. <laughs> that so, is correct. <laughs> YouTube, the authority, said that's how we're, you say it, so that's how we're going to say it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go um, first? I have two things that I'm covering. I do too. Um, I'll go first. Okay. Okay. Um, so I chose this first uh, one, and I believe we've said it, but Edinburgh is in Scotland, just for anyone that's yeah. curious about it. Um, this one gave me some serious Phantom of the Opera vibes, so I had to jump on it when I saw it. Um, so my first topic is the Edinburgh Playhouse. Ooh, I like that. I love me a good haunted theater now. (laughs) So, some facts on it. It opened, uh, 80 years ago, and it was kind of considered a super cinema. And today, it's the UK's largest working theater. Um... Some things to note, Edinburgh is an incredibly old city. Yes. Um, So naturally, there's been a lot of things in that location where the playhouse now is. 
Um, to give you in some just ideas, it was once a tabernacle, which from what I understand is a religious meeting site. Um, it was also where an asylum was run by nuns. So I think we start to see a little bit of bad energy possibly coming in there. So the thing about the playhouse is when the theater opened, patrons would commonly see uh, a man who claimed his name was Albert and he was always dressed in gray and he would, um, you know, usually introduce himself as the doorman to people and they would go up to one of the other staff members and say like, oh, you know, your doorman's so friendly and nice. And they would just say, we don't have a doorman. Like we don't. We don't know who you're talking about. But I think you do have a doorman. <laughs> they do. And apparently it was the sightings have been so consistent with meeting a man in gray who introduces himself as Albert that, like, basically he's become kind of the resident ghost of the playhouse. Okay. Um, the other reason that people will see him is a lot of times um, he'll be seen in the theater or the playhouse at night and people will call the police thinking someone is breaking in. And they search the, you know, playhouse and there's nothing there. So that's a little scary. That's a creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as far as like, uh, I guess the experiences that people have had, um, many of them will report seeing a shadow figure kind of like lurking on level six of the playhouse. Okay. So kind of something out of the corner of your eye. Uh, people also hear mysterious footsteps. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting a little creepier. Um, this is the one I do not like is commonly people will say they feel a hand on their shoulder and when they turn around, nothing is there. I don't like that. I don't either. Don't touch me. Yeah, I don't. No, thank you. Nay, nay. Nay, nay. No I, means I nay. <laughs> no means nay. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't like the idea of, I don't like a hand on me. Oops, excuse oh, me. That was my party. Fault. You holler at me all the time. I do. My phone on. It's oh. silenced. <laughs> Silence of the phone. <laughs> it reminded me, there's that commercial where people are talking about like turning into their parents. And the guy's trying to teach me, he's like, this is how you silence your phone. And she's like, I don't have silence. <laughs> she's like, he's like, yes, you do. <laughs> True story, though. I had to show my mom where it was because yeah. she can barely operate Your mom telephone. and the phone is funny. Kitty, can you put it? So fun fact, um, you know, as we've talked about before, uh, both my parents are doctors. Uh, my mom, particularly, is a very, uh, I guess, experienced, high, highly well-regarded doctor. Um, this woman's, you know, practically a genius. She texts like a sixteen-year-old girl, <laughs> like does. literally will, a U, like the letter U for Y O U, and I'm like, you have a medical degree, yeah, and you or text like, like you. a middle school. It's like I L U V U letter U. She's a doctor, folks. She could operate on you. And she texts like uh, like Lizzie McGuire. So. Oh. <laughs> yeah. We love her, though. We do. We, we love us some uh, Dr. Ghoul. Yes. Mama Ghoul. Mama Ghoul. Yes. All right. Who are leaving? Did you text them this morning? They're leaving Nashville. Yeah, I did not. They were going to see uh, my sister Gabby in Nashville, and they were taking my cousin with them. Um, and my mom was all concerned about flying. My, I love you, but if you tell me one more time that you found a guy who will bring you face shields, apparently someone through someone who works in a hospital is like doing some back alley selling of like K95s and face shields, and she has stocked she her stopped. bunker up. Yeah. She's like, if you guys need any masks, like, let me know. I'm like, I work at a medical facility. <laughs> like, like, I got all the masks. I have enough masks. Yep. Though, can I just say kudos to people like... I know you don't wear an N95 during, like, when you're working. No. But for, um, excuse me, people who 
do? Hygiene, though. Hygiene does. They do wear them? Yeah, they're, oh, they're okay. double masks. There's N95s and a level three. Oh I'm uh, usually at the front, so I just have... We have um, face masks that mm-hmm. we wear. Yeah. And then we have plexiglass... Barriers. Um, barriers between us and when they come up to the front. Mm, okay. And lots of hand sanitizer. So if I like run a credit card, yeah, um, I hand it back instantly, sanitize, mm-hmm. and ask them to you know sanitize. Yeah. And then I got my cabbie wipes next to me, and I just kill everything around yeah. me. <laughs> I just don't know how y'all like breathe because she got us K in ninety fives, and like I, it was hard. Like I almost was like getting lightheaded from wearing that. So I cannot imagine. It's, yeah. All Kudos, day. truly. Mm-hmm. No, it is. It's it's a lot, but... You do what you got to do. I mean, yeah. what other choice do you have? Unless people don't wear them, like <laughs> said co-worker. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, continue. Masks. Yes. No, I was just saying kudos to those wearing N95s at work because yeah. I tried to wear one through Target and almost passed out. So, <laughs> so I was like, we have to go now. I'm, it was like, I'm l- just, I'm not done yet. And she's like, we're leaving. It literally was giving me a headache. Yeah. Like, I, I was just Imagine like. Imagine another mask on top of that. No, I, I would be and gone. shield, because they're wearing shields too. Yeah, I would, no. I could yeah. not function. Mm-mm. So my, my hat's off to you on that. Yes. All right, let me circle it back around back to the Edinburgh Playhouse. Bring it back around. <laughs> um, so let's see here. So, yeah, so I was talking about people feeling hands on their shoulders. Yeah. Um, another little kind of creepy little tidbit is some people say that the orchestra can be heard playing at night when no one is there. Ooh. We just love, you know, music. You love that. I know. I'm like, this is like all of my, like, jams <laughs> rolled up into one. Um, so another funny thing is that during uh, the G8 Summit was held there in 2005 in Edinburgh, and security dogs were performing um, a mandatory sweep of the playhouse. So I believe it may have been used as, like, one of the facilities. Mm-hmm. And they were just making sure nothing bad was in there. Um, apparently, the dogs refused to enter a specific dressing room. Oh. Like, didn't alert to it, but, like, just flat out, like, no. would not go in. So much to no the... means nay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So apparently it was to the point where another dog team had to be called in that would go in the room. So like weird that is odd. Okay. things going on there. Um, and then the staff will also see say that they see a man who they assume is either kind of loitering after a show um, or like hanging around when they're getting ready to close up. And they go to tell him like, hey, we're closing. You got to leave. And he disappears. Oh, okay. So... There's many theories, and they've never actually identified who Albert is, mm-hmm. per se. But um, two of the popular theories uh, say that Albert may have been a doorman, actually, mm-hmm. who worked at the Playhouse okay. and just kind of never left. Or perhaps um, a doorman or staff member who may have completed suicide in the theater. Okay. But from my knowledge, I could not find any record that states that happened. E- e- any of that Either. to be true. So they basically, they just really don't know who he is. But they've really kind of, like, taken a liking to him. Okay. Um, and they've kind of, like, owned it. I feel like when you have a ghost, you can either own it or you can just, like, deny it. Yeah. Um, and they're all for it. In fact, the theater, it's huge, and it has multiple bars in it. Um, one of the bar is called, bars is called Albert's. Oh, fun. <laughs> so they've kind of run with it. Yeah. So that is the story of Albert and the Edinburgh Playhouse. Oh. Yeah. I like it. I do, too. Man, though, if he's being a doorman, I, like, I just really don't want to work after I die. No, that working in the afterlife I thing just, must like, suck. I've got enough going on down here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, let me rest. Right. Let me have yeah. some peace. Let me have some peace. Mm-hmm. You good, Kitty? I should, she's all about the birds right now. There's a bunch of them out there. Look at her. 
Sorry. Okay. (laughs) We're all over the place today. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. So we are going to, you had talked about this before, Mm -hmm. um, is Greyfriars Kirkyard. Mm -hmm. And I said, WTF is a Kirkyard. (laughs) It's a churchyard. Yes. Because WTF is a churchyard. It's a burial plot, a.k.a. a cemetery. (laughs) I think we've talked about this before, and I think you know the answer to this, but what is the difference between us? Which one is attached to a church? Do you remember? I think a... um, Graveyard? Graveyard is... Attached. No, I think a graveyard is not attached. Oh, and a cemetery is attached? No. Other way around. Cemetery, cemetery is not attached. Graveyard is. I think. Oh, uh, okay. I think. Gotcha. Okay. Now, don't add, don't popcorn me. I have no idea. I, don't I just thought we had talked about that before. I don't I know fun facts. Had... I think we have, but I I am pretty sure a cemetery is attached mm. to a church. But Okay. Don't quote me on that. I don't know. It's too early. I haven't even <laughs> had coffee yet. <laughs> okay. So anyways, this is a... Like a cemetery yep. or a kirkyard. Yeah. I had never heard mm-hmm. of a kirkyard before. So yeah. Was... I've only heard of it like because of this. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, there's just a little bit of fun facts that go along with this first. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a really dark oh, history. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I did find some kind of interesting facts. Um, in 1562, uh, oh. Mary, Queen of Scots, granted the land for use as a burial ground. Mm-hmm. Um, so she old. Um, another yeah. little fun fact is J.K. Rowling, the author of the Harry Potter series, series yeah. um, got a lot of the inspiration for the names she used in Harry mm, Potter. I um, could see that. There, for example, there's a famous poet who is buried there, and his name is William McGonagall. I gotcha. Um, and there was also a chemist named Joseph Black. Mm. So I think she kind of just would stroll through kinda and... Kind of, like, reassemble some, names. Yeah. And, and, that's uh, a cool idea. Yeah, got some... Inspiration from yeah. the kirkyard. Do you want to know also a fun fact when you're talking? Yes. Um, you're talking about Mary Queen of Scots. Mm-hmm. Do you know who Mary Queen of Scots' cousin was? No. Queen Elizabeth the first. Oh. Um, she Queen Elizabeth would eventually have Mary Queen of Scots um, beheaded and nice. executed for treason. Yeah, just fun fact. You said that, and I love me some English history, so I'm like, let me jump in real quick. Man, they were they're badass. Well, they were, and they were completely different. Um, Elizabeth was Protestant, which was the Church of England, mm-hmm. and uh, Mary Queen of Scots was devoutly Catholic, devoutly Catholic. Um, and there was an uprising. Basically, the idea was that she was going to overthrow Elizabeth and either have her assassinated or stage a coup. But basically, the English Elizabeth and her gang got word of that, and they said, nay, not nay. happening. No means nay. Yeah, not today. <laughs> um, okay. So now this is going to kind of going into um, the not-so-good mm-hmm. part of this Kirkyard. Yeah. Um, the National Coven- Covenant was signed there in 1638. Okay? What is that? That was an agreement that was signed by the people of Scotland, mm-hmm. uh, basically to reform the Church of Scotland. Okay. A.K.A. the Kirk. Mm. Okay, so this was done by King Charles the First. Okay. Okay. So you know I suck at history. <laughs> so this is I've like read and reread and gone yeah. nine hundred times mm-hmm. trying to make it set, have it make sense in my head. Yeah. Um, so this led to some like pretty crazy protests where people are just kind of stuck and where they you know mm-hmm. I feel like it still happens now. Mm-hmm. It's politics. Yep. Um, so enough where a group of people made a group that was opposing the king. Well, the king doesn't like that, and the leaders of this group arranged the National Covenant. Um, 
So the covenant opposes the changes to the Church of Scotland. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Charles didn't like this rebellion. No, yeah, and so sure. there was this clash, which you could go on forever. Mm-hmm. Like, this is like oh, a God, whole yeah. like week of history class mm-hmm. here that I'm kind of just compiling into yeah. a 10 minute. We're looking at a high level view of this. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, so this kind of clash between Charles and this rebellion group yes. um, was called the Bishop's War. Okay. And then this in turn led to the first English Civil War. Okay. okay. So gotcha. it's kind of just yeah. a shit show. Yeah. Okay. okay. I gotcha. Um, so to kind of, we're going to kind of jump into one of the most haunted or like famous ghosts mm-hmm. that's haunting the kirkyard. I think I know who you're going to say. You probably do. Um, and then I will get into a little bit more of the history as to why he's there and mm-hmm. you, you know what it is. I think so. Bloody McKenzie. Yup. Yeah. Yup. <laughs> He's a douche. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start <with> that. <laughs> um, so he was a, a judge um, and also an asshole. Hmm. Fast forward 50 years after this whole covenant thing. Um, mm-hmm. And Charles II took the throne and basically him and the guy, Bloody McKenzie's name was George McKenzie. Okay. Uh, basically just gathered anybody that wasn't following the national religion and imprisoned them on the grounds of... Great Fires Kirkyard. Mm. And by imprisoning them, uh, they had no shelter. They were just held inside. Mm. They were allowed four ounces of bread a day. So they were starving wow. to death. Yeah. Uh, it gets real real cold over there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, people are just dying, right? Right. And not in a good way. No. Um, and so it kind of coined the nickname uh, Covenanter's Prison. Mm. Okay. He didn't want to do- go there. Okay. Um. So, Bloody Mackenzie was, uh, it's said that he's responsible for over 18,000 deaths Jeez. at this prison. Right. Guess, air quotes. Um, so, often when they're teaching this in history, they're, this is called the killing time. Because, mm. um, mm-hmm. I mean, it was bad. And he would just hurt people. You yeah. know, he'd beat them. He'd just, he was just a douche. Mm-hmm. Right? So, that's not good. No. Um, so he was basically a douche until he died in 1691. And then he was interred in... Interred? Interred. <laughs> I don't know. Interred. Inter- I'm getting my English accent. <laughs> I'm not even going to try a Scottish accent because no. I, can, I cannot. Um, but he, ha- he was interred in his mausoleum in Greyfriars Kirkyard, mm-hmm. which I find is a little... Yeah. Nice. It's kind of ironic. He was buried in the place where he... Inflicted so much pain. Can I help you, Kitty? <laughs> Apparently. Um, so, yeah, he basically, I mean, so this kind of has just a pretty heavy energy. Well, yeah. Around it. It's a bad juju, to say the least. A lot of death, a lot of torture. Kitty, can you not? Um, okay, so. Apparently, he was a big fat doucher in real life and was a big fat doucher in the afterlife. Mm-hmm. So, he's still fucking shit up. Yep. Um, a lot of people can't even get near his mausoleum. I've heard that before. Oh, it gets, it gets even more weird. Okay. Um, a lot of people say they hear, like, weird noises coming from, like, inside the mausoleum. Mm-mm. Uh, a lot of people get really um, nauseous and sick. They'll vomit. Yeah. Um, and then this is actually kind of, I say recent. It's a long time ago. But in our lifetime, in 1998. Wow. Um, <laughs> That's sad that we, that was like, well, that was like 10 years ago. <laughs> Wrong. Um oh. He somebody actually broke into his mausoleum and tried to Ooh. open his uh, tomb. Oof. A sinkhole, no joke, opened up 
like the pit of hell opened up and tried to suck him down. Yep, inside the mausoleum. And he fell into this pit. And when he looked around, there were just like corpses everywhere from a plague that was like centuries ago. Oh, like a mass grave. Yep. Yep. Ooh, yeah. Uh, right. So he like got up and ran. What a shit, my pantaloons. That's for <laughs> I sure. I think he did. I think he did too. So he got out. He survived and then ran off. And I doubt I he. Think he learned his lesson about breaking into things. Yeah, me too. Um, so another just interesting fact that people aren't they, they're able to get up to the mausoleum. Yeah. And then when they walk away, they just like notice something on their arm or their leg. Um there's been bite marks. Ooh. There's ooh. been scratches and burns. Oh damn. Yeah. Okay. Isn't that wild? That is wild. Um so visceral, like very visceral yeah. reactions. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean mm-hmm. it's bad. Yeah. Um so there's actually been two attempts at an exorcism on the kirkyard. Oh. Because it's so it's violent right? yeah yeah yeah. um neither one was successful and one of the exorcists died of a heart attack oh my god a week after attempting to uh Mm. yeah dang bad feisty he is feisty um so i'll wrap it up with this story okay um, with a kind of a cute little story of a cute little ghost dog that's in Oh, I think I also I've heard a little bit about this. Oh, uh, he's a little puppy dog. They call him Great Fire Bobby. Great <laughs> oh, Fire Bobby. That's so cute. Um, so he's a Sky Terrier, oh. and I guess he was a very loyal dog. His owner, John Gray, died, mm-hmm. and it was said that he stood watch over his grave for 14 years. Oh. And he was 98 in dog years before he died. Dang. And the little Great Fire Bobby died in 1872, and they actually buried him next to, or Aww. nearby to John Gray. That's mm-hmm. sweet. Um, and then kind of walking by, a lot of people claim to, like, see a little ghost dog or hear some barking. No, They said he's just kind of hanging out and still guarding. Yeah. Old John. His Aww. name was Great Fire Bobby. That was a loyal dog, because Dennis would have moved on to the next family real quick. Yes, you know what? Where's the treats? he have been like, who needs a dog? <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> I think there's a little statue to him, too, in Edinburgh. I think so. The dog, because that's what I heard it from. Mm-hmm. That's so cute. It is cute. I love me a little ghost pup. So cute. They are so cute. Yeah. Living or not living in, like, spirit form, they're yeah. cute. No. No. Puppy dog. Reminds me of Pugan. From Pugan's porch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's just my baby dog. <laughs> I don't know what that soundtrack is on TikTok, but it is like, I love that one. That's just my baby, baby dog. dog. <laughs> yes. So that is briefly covering something I probably could do a lot more on. Yeah. Like Kirkyard. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. yeah, when we um went, we did not go there. I wish we had. Mm-hmm. Though I don't know how I would do getting near, like, uh, Bloody Mackenzie's mausoleum because I usually get pretty affected by those things. Yeah. Like we went to the jail the other day and I was like, yep. not feeling, not feeling. You, you it. did not feel well. You yeah. acted different too. I could tell, like, you were annoyed. Like, yeah. You were annoyed and I was just like, chill out, bro. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like you're being affected for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Because you snapped out of it as soon as we got off the property. Yeah. And, you know, I kind of, it's happened before. Um, because I, I do think I'm an empath. So mm-hmm. I think I've, it just comes across like, way stronger um but that one that one got me that day yeah yeah all right let's go ready for mine yes ma'am 
All right. So this one, um, this one's kind of interesting. I had not heard of this before, so it was, uh, it was kind of cool to read about. Um, what I'm going to talk about are the underground vaults of Edinburgh. Okay. So. Sounds terrifying. It is. Okay. <laughs> not for the claustrophobic or faint of heart. I will tell mm-hmm. you that. Um, oh, did I type up my dream last night? Speaking of claustrophobic. No. Do you know like the like pipes underneath like. Um, I already don't like those. It was bad. It was really bad. Um, you will subject them to it too. <laughs> yeah. Because if I have to, you all have to too. <laughs> I had to be in it. <laughs> but you know like under like a driveway. Yeah. It's got like the little culvert that like drains like, oh, from a ditch. oh yeah like do you know what i'm talking about yes well they're really small yeah right but like a kid could kind Curl of fit through in yeah them. and i like had to get through one like Ooh, for some mm, reason mm, mm, mm. and i didn't know if i would actually try to like crawl or like like put my arms up first and then shimmy in and i ended up like putting my arms up and like kicking my feet like pushing my feet to like get mm. through. did you get through i don't know i woke up oh so well i'm glad I I did. you didn't have to like go th- all like all the way through the dream yeah. like that because that would freak me out it was weird yeah all right continue Whew. all right claustrophobic yeah i am <laughs> so um the underground vaults is a series of vaults but really they're more chambers mm-hmm. and they're found under the south bridge in edinburgh um so some backstory on this bridge because it is important okay uh construction on the bridge began in 1785 so shield uh, the bridge itself, and I would highly recommend that you Google what this looks like because it's hard to describe. Okay. So I will say if you're not following, look up a picture of just Google Underground Vaults Edinburgh. You will see what I'm talking about. Um, the bridge itself had 19 stone arches, and at its highest point, it was 31 feet above ground. Oh. Yeah, it's it's a big bridge. Um, so construction began in 1785. It was completed in 1788. Um, and they were kind of talking about how they were going to, you know, open the bridge and um, make a big to-do out of it. And it was decided that a uh, well-known judge in Edinburgh, his wife, was going to be the first one to walk across the bridge. Okay. Are you looking at it? Yeah, I'm looking at ghost pictures, too. Mm-hmm. Just, no, no, thank you. No means nay. <laughs> <laughs> Creepy. Okay. Well, this judge's wife, unfortunately, passed away before the completion of the bridge. Mm. However... For some reason, everyone who was building this thing said, Welps, a deal's a deal. So the technical first body to cross the South Bridge was her coffin with oh, her in it. Jeez. No. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know why you thought that was ever going to be a good idea. <laughs> well, the locals had the same thought. They basically said, like, hell no. WTF. Like, have you lost your mind? They were convinced the bridge was cursed. Yeah. When this happened. I tend to agree with I, on that. Yeah. Can't say I'm, uh, I disagree. Yeah. Um, so the, people were really hesitant to use the bridge. They eventually did start using it. Um, there was ways to get to, you know, destinations that you, you could use the bridge. It was faster to go that way. Okay. Um, so people kind of came around to it but remember that edinburgh is a very old city um and like charleston it has also dealt with an issue with a lack of space (laughs) where to put people right (laughs) so eventually the arches under the bridge um were covered and converted into kind of like vaults like storage units if you can think Mm -hmm. um and so a floor was put in for each arch and so it kind of made these little vaults um so they were usually, in the beginning, they were used by businesses um, who kept, like, they stored things there. Um, eventually, people even started, like, running their businesses out of these little vaults. Um, but because that was never really the purpose of the vaults, it was more for storage, 
um, eventually it began to leak water into them. Okay. So like it just wasn't sustainable for people to keep their stuff there or work there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so from there it became kind of uh, an area where the city's kind of poorest people would move when they had nowhere else to go. Mm-hmm. Mind you, these were not living, these were yeah. not made to be lived in. Right. Um, it was dark, you know, no light, um, leaking, very unsanitary, um, but, you know, it was kind of where else do you go? So, yeah. unfortunately, people started living in there, um, and the vaults themselves were excavated in 1985, and when they did that, they found evidence that supported the fact that people actually did live down there. They found remnants of toys, food items, you know, like uh, dishes, yeah. cups, things like that, that would kind of lead you to believe that there was a population of people down there. Yeah. So, naturally. I thought you were going to say that it was like a jail. That's where I thought that was going. Oh, no, not that I read. Mm. I did not read it was a jail. But because there was so much human, you know, like living there, working there. Yeah. There's bound to be a ghost too down there. And boy, is there. Oh, boy. So there's a few. I found three specific ghosts. Now, you can take ghost tours through this. Yeah, I was just looking at pictures, and it looks terrifying. Yeah, I was like, I don't know if I would like this. Um, The first ghost that people see down there is named Mr. Boots. Cute name, not cute ghost. Boots is believed to have murdered a woman and hid her body in one of the vaults. Yeah. So for that reason, he's kind of considered a sinister spirit. The reason he's called Mr. Boots is often when he's around, people hear what sound like very heavy boots walking down the, you know, down the corridors. Um, And apparently he is also known to attack people who get too close to the vault or the spot where the body of the woman oh. was like kept. Yikes. So you don't want to come across Mr. Boots. No. I don't like that. And mind you too, think of like kind of the environment. It's dark. It's cold. It's creepy it's to begin wet. with. Yeah. yeah. Like the conditions are perfect, yeah. but um, yeah. So come on, Boots. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go, Boots. Jeez. Yes. So that's Mr. Boots. Okay. Um, another spirit that is commonly seen down there is called the aristocrat. Um, which I always say Aristocats because that <laughs> is just the movie that comes to mind every time. Yeah. Um, so the aristocrat is said to be a well-dressed man with a tall black hat. Um, he is said to kind of watch people. He doesn't really like do anything per se, but he, people feel like they've been watched. They feel very uncomfortable. I don't like that. Very uneasy. See, when I read hat and I was like, mm, that makes me think of hat man and I don't like yeah. that one damn bit. Mm-mm. <laughs> So, take your hat off. Yeah, take your hat off. It's rude. Yeah. <laughs> You're inside. Take it off. <laughs> so, yes, there's the aristocrat. And finally, there is um, a spirit called the cobbler. And for those in the U.S., it is not like someone who makes peach cobblers. <laughs> a cobbler is a shoemaker, for anyone that is wondering. Um, so, he is often spotted in the vaults as a short man with a white shirt um, he's actually kind of a nice spirit. He smiles at people as they walk through. Sometimes people think he may be a staff member doing a ghost tour, maybe in costume. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's said to be kind of a positive spirit. Like, people don't fear him. Um, they just usually, you know, he'll smile at people and greet them, and then he's kind of just gone. Mm-hmm. So, you just looked behind me. What you looking at? Uh, I just saw, like, a light. I think it must have been a car. Like a girl? By. Don't scare me like that when you uh, look well, at Well, I looked at it because I saw it. <laughs> I'm already on edge from Black Manor. I cannot be. <laughs> I think it, a car was a turn oh. drove by because it just flashed kind of across the oh, sure. um, clock. Gotcha. Okay. okay. 
Continue. So, yeah, um, that's basically the end of what I had. So, you know, if you go down into the vaults, you may come Ooh. across one of these three spirits. Or God. It sounds like there's probably more, if I had to guess. I'll go down in the vaults, but during the daytime. Yeah, but it'll be dark down there. I'll bring a flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure, I think you have to. I don't, I think they've run lighting down there now, yeah. but. Maybe. I don't love a vault. Mm-mm. 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 No, thank you. Nay-nay. Yeah. Mm-mm. Good one. Thank you. That was good. Yeah. All right, you ready? Go yes. Wrap her up. Yep. All right, so mine is not uh, really ghosty, the last okay. one, but you could say it's part of a haunting history. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, I thought that Look was at you making puns. so clever. So I'm proud. <laughs> okay, well, I kind of started reading, so I don't remember if this was in England or Scotland, so this may just be not relevant to this. <laughs> The episode at all. <laughs> okay. But fun fact, not fun fact, but kind of fun fact, is I believe it was in Scotland, but it was called cropping. Do you know what that is? No. Not. Not farting on someone and waving. Like that's where my brain first went. No, cropping is was for um, thieves that would that were caught stealing. They would take them to like the center of town and nail their ear to a board Woo. and then they would have to rip their ear out of the nail and so it would tech crop their ear oh. so people knew oh that they were a thief that they were mm-hmm. oh Ooh. and I remember reading it when I was doing research for this but I don't remember if I just got off on one of my like little rabbit holes <laughs> and just went somewhere else but there wasn't enough to do like yeah. anything on it but it was just a fun fact oh I did not know that yeah. and that makes me twinge it's gross, right? I couldn't even get my cartilage ah, pierced, let alone nailed to a wall. And then you have to rip it off. Oh, I just die there. I don't know. <laughs> I just, just live there now. <laughs> I just live here. <laughs> um, okay, so this one is not so... I mean, it's kind of... It's spooky. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of weird and gross. It fits right in. So um, this is um, a story of two famous body snatchers. Ooh. And this is between the years of 1827 and 1829. Um, this was William Burke and William Hare. So okay. I'm going to just, from now on, it's Burke and Hare. Okay. Because both of their names are William. Um, if only Hare's name had been Stock and it could have been Burke and Stock. Just go away. <laughs> this is going to, the rest of this episode is the Ghoul Friend podcast. <laughs> you got to go. <laughs> Something wrong with your brain. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, so during this time in the late or not late in the mid 1800s, um, there's a lot of research going on, um, of kind of human anatomy, right? We're kind of learning what's going on. Yeah. Sure. Yep. You need a lot of bodies essentially. Okay. So you're really looking for cadavers. Yes. Um, so there's this back alley, black market, um, search and like buying of bodies yeah i've heard of this before and people really didn't care where he got them no as long as they didn't have sign like you didn't just ha- you couldn't just go up and like shoot someone in the head and be like here's a body yeah you know but it was just like natural causes hey you want to donate someone's body so mm-hmm. there was a lot of grave robbing yes right yep for this um that's not what they did oh they <laughs> did it a little differently they murdered them but they were pretty like smart about it mm-hmm. they had hair's wife um, and they had this boarding house, and she'd kind of get all prettied up and fancied up, and she'd lure people. Is she the pulling house. a Lavinia? Yep. Mm-hmm. And then she uh, basically would get them like just 
tanked, like mm-hmm. just drinking, get drunk, and then they uh, would compress their chest. So they press down onto their chest, mm-hmm. um, and it all it got termed as uh, burking. So they basically crushed them. They yeah, suffocated. Mm. So you can't breathe. Um, but it didn't show signs of oh, like what had happened. Being murdered, yeah, right. Um, so they actually murdered 16 people and sold them to uh, Dr. Robert Knox, mm-hmm. who was a professor at the University of Edinburgh. Um, but he didn't really ask questions. He needed bodies. They were bringing in bodies. Yeah. Uh, he was like, I'm good with it. <laughs> that. Um, he didn't do anything wrong. He was not aware, I don't think, of sure. what they were doing. Yeah. Um, so they lured these two lodgers in to this house, and their names were Anne and James Gray. And there was another person there called Maggie Doherty. Okay. And she kind of disappeared. And she they were just like, like, hey, where'd she go? Oh, that's like, weird. Well, yeah, that was kind of odd. Um, and then both William Burke and Hare were kind of starting to act kind of like, ooh, like she, weird. Yeah. Like, I don't know where she went. What? Wink, wink. Like, yeah. So they got like super sketched out. And so when uh, Burke and Hare kind of left... Just, you know, they, here's some drinks, here's this and that. Mm-hmm. They started kind of searching through the house. Yeah. And they go into a bedroom and look under one of the beds and find the body Ooh. of Maggie. Ooh, okay. And so they go, bye. Yeah, we gone. See ya. Yeah. They run out. Smart. Um, and they obviously go straight to the police. Yep. Um, and so Hare confessed to what he did, but said, yeah, we did it. But this was all him. This was all... Uh, Burke. Mm. Burke, that was all on him. It wasn't mm-hmm. me. I was there, but like, I this was all way. his idea. He was selling them. Um, so they actually executed Burke uh, by hanging mm. on January 28th of 1829. Okay. Um, and do you want to know something weird? Hmm. They hung what? his skeleton in the anatomy museum in the University of Edinburgh, <laughs> and it's still there today. That's a little ironic. <laughs> A little bit. Full circle, folks. Full circle. <laughs> that is interesting. I did not know that. Yeah. So, and you can Google it. I mean, mm-hmm. you can still see his his skeleton that's just... Chilling. Hanging out there in a little case and... Yeah. That's... Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. So, not really, like, haunted, but, like... No, it's, know, it's inter- creepy. and creepy. And, yeah. yeah, I think so. And I think, you know, it sounds in, like... The fact that, obviously, they were, like, robbing graves and... Just having to supply bodies from somewhere, yeah. you know, it seems kind of crazy. Obviously, today, it's still how medical students train, train. as on cadavers. Fun fact, that's where my parents met. <laughs> Do you want to tell them your joke, your dad's joke? <laughs> now, I've never forgiven my mother for falling for this crap, but... <laughs> Apparently, they met in Gross Anatomy over doing cadaver labs, and um, apparently... Uh, <laughs> My dad made some joke about being like a master of like female anatomy. I know, and it's like I'm like gross, dad. Like really, like <laughs> that's nasty. Um, and she fell for it, and they went off dancing, and that was the, the end. And they've been married forty years this year, so yeah, it's pretty wild. But yeah, yeah. it's kind of it's cute. It is, you know, it's nerdy, but I mean, yeah, they um, yeah, ugh. But yeah, they met over a, a cadaver doing exactly what students at the Medical University of Edinburgh would have done. It's very, I mean, it is important. I get it. It is. You know? Obviously now people donate their bodies yeah, to so science. Like, donate your body to science. Yes. But um, yeah, no, it's definitely 
creepy medicine has come a long way, but a, mm-hmm. a lot of weird ass things have happened in the process of well, trying to get there. <laughs> when you like think of things and like you know procedures, it's like how do you figure that out? Mm-hmm. How do you, but it's a lot of practice. It's a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Like, can we do it? Yeah, yes, we can. I, I was can't. Like, <laughs> organ um, like transplants and things are so like how do you take your heart out? and survive and put mm-hmm. someone else's heart that stops beating oh it's fascinating into someone else someone else and then it just picks up back and up and it's like okay Gucci. yeah i don't know that's it's a really interesting um thing to think about one thing that and i we've talked about it a lot too but one thing that like particularly fascinates me is like blood donation and blood mm-hmm typing and that whole process um so yeah like psa announcement you can go give blood you should go give blood if you are eligible to do it yeah i do it frequently and you have the like opportunity to help a lot of people in doing that so well the red cross emails you too Mm -hmm. like saying like hey your donation was used to save this person in this life so you have literally saved lives before Mm -hmm. when i had my um issue with my ovary when i was 19 i was very close to needing a transfusion. Yep. It's like you just don't realize how important it is to have that on hand until absolutely you really need it. And your um, niece, yeah, that was just born received yep. had to receive multiple transfusions. Yeah, and, and that saved her life. That's absolutely what it goes towards. Yep. And I remember seeing a statistic that's always stuck with me um, since, but it was something to the effect of like every at any point in time, and this is the American Blood Bank. The American Blood Bank is three days from running out. Yeah, which is terrifying. The demolition has started again. Did you hear it? I say, I'm like, we better wrap this. We, we got perfect high five on us for getting like, up and doing it. they start blowing the house up again. I, had, I went and talked to him yesterday, though, because it really does look. That wasn't. I went out there today. It looked booger. good. Yeah, yeah, it looks great. He like got a stomp out of there. Yeah, he was doing work. <laughs> that shed needed to go. It was pretty. Deli- and we live yeah. in a very, like, nice area. Yeah. It's just an eyesore of the area. Yeah. So I'm glad that they took care of it. I'm like, thank you. No, they're putting in work over there for sure. <laughs> yeah, they are. But it's good. It's good timing that we're getting on the Wrapping tail end up. of this. Yes. Yeah. Well, that was, that was a great topic. I, I liked think so. it. I think so too. That was a good one. Yeah. It makes me just want to travel so much more. I'm like, oh. damn it. One day. Yeah. One day. Kova said, no means nay. <laughs> Rona said no. Well, I don't have the Rona. I'm good. She's good. Back to work tomorrow. Um, but you should all still wear your mask and wash your hands. Yes. So that you don't get the Rona. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We're not done yet. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, any final thoughts before we go through our things? I don't think so. We're still working on merch. Yeah. We will get that up and going soon. We're waiting to order um, some things for ourselves before yeah. we let you order it and be like, the hell is this? This sucks. Yeah. <laughs> no, we want to make sure everything's to good quality. Um, yeah. You know, we like it, and that way we feel good about y'all, you know, putting your hard-earned money towards that if you yeah. choose. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the meantime, you can still go to uh, ghoulfriendspodcast.cottoncart.com. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to order something in the meantime, that's still up and running for yes. sure. Um, go see Caitlin on Facebook. Yes. I did put um, some pictures of the Angel Oak yeah, yep. On Facebook yeah, yesterday. That. So if you want to kind of check out our photos from it, mm-hmm. that's there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as always, you can find us on Instagram at Ghoul Friends Podcast. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Ghoul underscore Friends. And if you have a listener story you'd like to send in, in which we are always accept, like we're always taking listener stories. Yeah. Um, you can send that to us at Ghoul Friends Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. All right. I think that's it. Okay. So we'll wrap her up here. 
and they're just starting the demolition, so it's perfect timing. It is perfect timing. Uh, we hope you stay safe, stay well, stay spooky, and if it, you're in the United States, uh, make sure you're registered to vote, folks. That's yeah, important. Get out soon. there. And we've already done it, and yes, we, we encourage you to do the same. Yes. Um, I'm Celeste. And I'm Caitlin. And we're your cool friends. Let's fucking go, Patriots! Go vote, ghouls. Okay, that's probably more important.